Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% this is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. So we're going to talk a little football and a little baseball today. Our first uh, two segments, we are talking uh, Grafton youth football, and then we're going to move over to Muskego Warriors baseball. And we'll talk to a couple of guys uh, to end the show, the last two segments, with Mike Miller and Craig Glish. But our first uh, our first half hour, and he's kind enough to give us uh, 30 minutes. He is uh, Andy Wazardi, who is uh, with Grafton youth football. Andy, how you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you today? Man, I'm doing good. Hey, um, you better get out there and start playing golf here soon because it's going to rain from what I'm looking at. You know, I I uh, think we're, we're going to have to hustle to get around, but uh, the kid is insistent that we play today. Yeah, well, we're going to have a little conversation with the young man uh, at about 925 or so. And between him and I, we're going to talk a little smack about your golf game, just so you know. Just so you know, we'll, uh, we'll handle that at 925. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, Grafton Youth Football. Uh, how long have you been involved in that? Yeah, this will be year 10 for me. Um, I've been a head coach oh. and been a part of the Gladiator program the whole time. And, and talk a little bit about um, participation and, and numbers. Um, have have numbers, like in a lot of areas, have numbers dipped uh, the last few years? Have you guys been able to stay um, pretty solid and, and flat? Yeah, we've, we've dipped just slightly, but not anything that's been affecting our numbers in terms of our ability to field teams or anything. We've been fortunate that uh, our parent groups have been very supportive of our youth program and getting kids to participate. Hey, can we talk a little bit, um, if we can, about your background? I, I know that uh, you're North Carolina guy, um, but we, we had, I thought, a really good conversation of the importance of youth sports and the importance of, of high school sports and, you know, the, the, the life lessons. And, and again, I've been around it for a long time, coached for 36 years, and, and the fact that the, the kids that go through these programs, I think, are, are much more prepared for their life and, you know, their days in college and beyond. And, and we had that conversation, and you're, you're certainly as, as vocal, I think, at least with, with you and I talking, the importance of, of kids playing youth sports. I think it's a huge, uh, a huge way for them to learn discipline, to learn teamwork, to learn the ability to work with others, and, and the ability to communicate, which is probably a lost art in today's world. Yeah, I, I agree with, with you on that. I really do. And, and when you when you want to just have a conversation with with kids, sometimes it's it's uncomfortable for them. But, boy, they can get on that phone and, and, and tweet or send you a text or any of that. In fact, Andy had a young man that, uh, and I won't name him, but he was interested in, in um, being able to interview for um, one of the clients that, uh, that are NARI members at uh, the show I just got done. And I haven't talked to the young man in, in probably a year. And he just sent me a text that said, you know, 
this is so-and-so, and I understand you might be able to help me with this. And I texted him back. I said, no, 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 let's try this again. Hey, coach, how you been? How's the wife and kids? Everybody healthy? Sure miss seeing you all the time. I'm wondering if you have a minute that I could call and we can have a question. And he sent me a text right back. He said, hey, I didn't mean to be rude. And I said, no, no, you have to understand that now you're talking to an adult. And you're talking about asking me for a favor, and I haven't seen you in a year. And I'm not going to do you a favor unless we have a conversation, and I know that you're interested in what's going on in my life. So I agree with you, and I think that being part of youth sports and being part of high school athletics gives you kind of a base on how to deal with, with not only adults, but other kids you're competing with and competing against. I think that's very true. I mean, I think both you and I know there's a ton of stories of kids whose confidence just went through the ceiling because they participated in a youth activity or a high school activity, saw some success, and and suddenly they were a completely different person from a personality standpoint because their confidence had risen as much as it could. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Hey, can we, um, and because I don't have you for four segments, and we normally kind of ease into some of this stuff, but if it's okay with you, I'm going to get into the weeds um, a little bit quicker than I normally do on this U Sports show. Can we talk a little bit about the philosophy of Gladiator football? Are you guys looking to to win as many games as you can? Are you locked in uh, with Coach Norris at, at the high school? Um, tell me a little bit about your program and kind of the philosophy that that uh, that you have. Absolutely. So we, we truly believe that we're the feeder program for the high school. So we, we move in lockstep with Coach Norris and his program. We tend to run his sets, at least a, uh, a modified version of it that 7th and 8th graders can, can manage to do. Um, so he and I communicate all the time. And we certainly, our focus is to be a competitive program but not to do it at the sacrifice of development of kids. Boy, I think I that well said on that. And if you go on the website, the fact that you guys put it right in your mission statement that, look, strives to introduce football to all youth in our community by developing solid uh, fundamentals of football and at the same time, creating discipline, good sportsmanship, strong character and respect to carry over into all areas of life. I, you know, I just can't, I just got to your website and before we just talked about that part, and I like to see that in your mission statement. And when, when I read mission statements for youth sports programs, and Andy, I don't know if you know this, but not all youth programs will put up their philosophy or their mission statement on their website. If you call, um, they'll, they'll tell you kind of in a roundabout way what their mission statement is. But when you put it on the website and you say, look, we're aiming for success. But we want to promote a positive, fun, and safe environment to develop a passion and enthusiasm for football, forming bonds that will last a lifetime. That that You're not running from that. I mean, that's what you guys believe out in Grafton, and I think that's important that you put it right up on your website. We think that's the basis for sports. I mean, I think sometimes it's forgotten in today's environment that those tenants are why kids play sports. The championships, the trophies, all of that are all well and good, but the friendships that you develop, the character that you develop as you become a young man or a young lady through athletics, that's why we play. And And so that's something we remind ourselves of. Did you you play um, youth football and did you play high school football and, and, and all of that when you were a kid? 
I did. I was really fortunate to grow up in South Milwaukee and play under Brad Kanaki and, and Jim Teff was our athletic director. And, and it was really a fantastic experience. You and I were chatting before that I was fortunate to be part of the longest standing rivalry in, in the state of Wisconsin uh, with our, uh, you know, with our bitter rivals just to the north of us that I won't, uh, I won't say their name. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to talk about, you know, where Cudahy is or what? Is that, is that the key? Sorry, I had to bring that up. Look, we did, Andy. We had that conversation. And the fact that people that are younger don't know about, you couldn't get in. When South Milwaukee played Cudahy, you literally, if you weren't there an hour before kickoff, you couldn't get into that game. And when I tell people that, they look at me like, what? And I go, these were unbelievable games. You, and they were really good games, and people wanted to be there and see it. And whether you had a dog in the fight or not, you wanted to get into that to be part of the electricity of, of that game. It had to be a blast to play in that thing. It was a really special environment and, and really fortunate to get to be a really small part of it overall. Um, and, and the community embraced it, which was really cool. And, you know, we're fortunate up here in Grafton now where we get – you know, a pretty amazing amount of fans that come out to watch youth football, a lot of which don't have a kid on the team, but they've watched the program over the years. They come out on Friday nights and and watch our varsity come out as well. Yeah, it's uh, you You guys are, are doing some things that are pretty impressive. And, and I have to do this because we, we I mentioned Cudahy and there is a, a young man named Dylan Dooley who uh, I've met a long time ago. He was part of the Cudahy program, and, and Coach Surfert uh, did a great job of, of, of uh, introducing me to Dylan. And, and Dylan had been, uh, had been battling cancer for a while, and t- this week, five-year uh, cancer-free. And there's going to be a parade kind of, you know, where you drive by and wave because we all can't get together uh, between one and three today. And I am going to make it out there to make sure that I beep and uh, I congratulate Dylan. And he's just one of the really good young people in this uh, in this world. And he sort of say this, Andy, he's a cut of guy. And uh, that should not stop us from going over there and congratulating this young man. Five year cancer free. Very happy for him. Well, what a fantastic accomplishment and thoughts and prayers for continued success for him and his family. It, uh, you know, we, we joke about the rivalry with Cudahy and South Milwaukee, but the young men and, and ladies that are in either of the programs, we wish them the best of luck uh, every, every game of the year except for one. There you go, 100%. So uh, if you need more information on, on this five-year cancer-free celebration drive-by for Dylan Dooley, if you listen to my high school stuff, um, you've heard that name before, but I'm just so happy for this young man. And I was going back and forth with his mom today, and, and Helen is just so excited about this. She said, look, I, you can't believe how big this party would be if it wasn't for this COVID thing. And I said, you know, 2020 is just ridiculous. Um, Andy, are you guys getting after it? Are you guys starting youth football? Are you guys – tell me a little bit about what COVID's done uh, for Grafton Youth Football. Are you delaying it to, to when the high school season is going to be? Yeah, so we, we're part of the AAYFL, and currently the, the league is going to start practice on September 8th. Yep. With our first games currently scheduled for the first weekend of October. 
Good. So, so very kind of mirroring what, almost mirroring what the WIA is doing. And I know that uh, the meeting they had yesterday, um, I, I listened and watched a lot of it on, on YouTube and, and it's pretty encouraging. I mean, they're going to, Look, if your conference, your school wants to play in the fall, we're going to try to make that happen. If you want to move to the spring, that is going to be an option for you. Talking to the uh, Dan Brunner, executive director of the WFCA, he thinks 70 to 75 percent of schools will opt to play in the fall, which I think is is a really good decision. I believe I know that there's a lot of people all over the board on this, but um, watching the doctor, Andy, that they had on uh, that that meeting he convinced me um, that that look he did all the re- he's done all the research and the idea of the mental health um, of these kids is really important right now. We we would 100% agree with that. You know I think the WIA gets criticized for a lot of their decisions. I think on this one they did a fantastic job of giving programs a choice and not killing it off on either side but saying, look, if you're comfortable, play in the fall. If you're uncomfortable, we'll give you a spring opportunity. Yep, so I, think I, they, I agree. They just hit the nail on the head. Hey, we're going to get to a break. You had talked about Coach Norris uh, before. I, uh, I'm a fan of his, and we had that conversation when he, when he uh, came into the Grafton program. Uh, he had been there a couple of years. He'd been there a year, and I was talking to other coaches in the conference. They said, hey, he walked in. Yeah, you know, this guy walked in with a little swagger and, and maybe he should not, you know, walk with a swagger. They haven't done much here recently. And so then I wanted to meet him. And it does not surprise me that 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 Grafton has had a lot of success here recently because they are following in this guy's footsteps. Whitewater guy. And when he walked in, into the Grafton school, he said, we're going to win. We're going to get after it. We're going to win. And, and I can explain how. And, and so I'm a big fan of his. Andy, let's get to the other. Let's on the other side of the break. I've got some questions that I want to get to um, regarding your program and the program you've been uh, working with uh, for 10 years. And we'll talk a little bit about kind of some of the parent issues. I want to talk about some costs as well. And we'll do that on the other side. We were talking to Andy Wazardi from the Grafton Youth Football Program. This is the Youth Sports Show. Brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the U Sports Show. Brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking Grafton Youth Football. Andy was already... Hey, Andy, um, thanks again for, for your time. And, and since we only have uh, two segments with you, I want to get into a couple of things. Um, volunteers, uh, do parents need to commit to volunteer at, um, at or around the program? They do. And we actually tie that into part of their uh, fee. So they have to volunteer for four segments. And if they do that, they get $100 back from their fee. And what, what is the fee for, uh, for parents or for kids to, to join? It's 325 including the volunteer fee. So to 425 so 225 if, they, oh, 225 so if they volunteer. $225 covers the whole year? Yep. And we have not moved that fee since I've been part of the board. And, and quite frankly, we really have tried hard not to. Boy, I'll tell you what, you know, that, uh, that's really reasonable. Um, 
are you getting parents asking you a lot about safety issues and um, what uh, that's question number one question number two uh, at what age do you guys start playing tackle football from a safety standpoint we have come out with and gotten recommendations not only from the WIA but our league as well about all of the COVID protocols to keep kids safe from a concussion issue standpoint we made the investment to put all of the seventh and eighth graders in speed flex helmets uh, a couple of years ago and and that brought our concussion rate down to an infinitesimal level and god willing that'll continue boy that um we started the uh, uh the wfca show coach swiddle, swiddle and i years ago because he walked in the studio and he said Mike, we, we, our president had said, if I have a son, I would not allow him to play football. And Coach Widow was like, look, I don't know what you think, but I don't believe that football has ever been safer. And he said, look, my son has played quarterback all through youth, high school. He's going to play in college. He's going to probably get moved, but he's not had a concussion. I have a daughter who's played soccer, and she's going to have to stop playing soccer because she's had her second concussion, and nobody talks about that part. And so we did. We started that WFCA show. Um, let me ask you this, Andy. Do you believe that the way kids practice now and how smart, you know, we've gotten much smarter. We, we And I'm a lot older than you are. We used to do bull in the ring and nutcracker, you know, twice a practice. And maybe that's the reason I talk the way I talk. Who knows? But um, I think we practice quite a bit smarter and we tackle smarter and we keep the head out of the game type stuff. Do you believe that that football has ever been safer? Well, I think 100% this is the safest that football has ever been. And I think that when we look back five or ten years from now, you'll find that the incident rate of significant injury for kids in youth and in high school football will be negligible and probably lower than most of the other sports. And, and I'm sorry, what, at what age or what class, um, what grade do you guys start playing tackle football? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So there are some some um, pretty smart people that that are saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't start kids playing tackle till sixth grade or seventh grade. I know that uh, there are some some areas in the state of Wisconsin that they they don't play tackle football until their freshman year. And when I talked to the head coach up in that area, he said, Mike, if I've got in in a class, if I've got thirty kids that join in fifth grade. I've got 29 or 31, somewhere in that range, as freshmen. And what we've done is we've taught them the game. We've gotten them to fall in love with the game. And the fear factor of being hit or hitting when you're in fifth or sixth grade, now you're a freshman in high school, and now that fear factor is quite a bit less. What's your feeling on that? I don't know that I would necessarily agree with that. I think that when you look at the fifth grade kids, and we've, we've kind of joked about it, that what really happens in fifth grade is two guys bump into each other and they both fall down. That you might see three legitimate tackles probably in a fifth grade season. Um, so, you know, from a physical standpoint, we think it's a mass times velocity issue. And, and there just isn't that combination in fifth grade where as a freshman, you're going to have some kids who have a physical element to them that is substantially different than some of their classmates. Hey, Andy, I got a, a follow-up question from when we talked on the phone the other day, and, and you said, hey, 
Um, I, I've been asked and, and had the opportunity to coach at the high school level, but because of my sons, I, I, I don't want to do that. And I, I'm just wondering, I've thought about that uh, since we talked and, and I jumped in when I had a chance to coach my son in basketball. And then I, I know a lot of guys that say, you know what, I, I will coach him maybe in, in grade school, but then I'm going to step back and allow somebody else to coach him. Was that a good move for you? I think so. And I think it was a good move for the development of my kids, more importantly. I think it's important that they are independent of me. I think it avoids the potential political issue of is your kid playing because dad's the coach or because he actually has earned his way. Yeah. And I think that's healthy for the kids. You know, it's, it's interesting because the three years I coached my son at Calvary Baptist, I, he, he was, we only had, you know, seven, eight, nine kids on the team and he was the, the best point guard in the school. There's only 67, 68 in the whole school. And I didn't know until after he graduated and he came in studio and we did a father son kind of thing with, with Andy and Cam Cerrone from Sussex Hamilton, where he talked about what I didn't know, what he shielded me from. And that was some of that where other players would say, hey, boy, I turn the ball over, your dad pulls me out. You get, you have, you know, three, four turnovers and he doesn't pull you out. And so I didn't know he was going through that. And so that's the, the, the follow-up question was, you know, if you had to do it all over again, would, would you maybe do that? But you think that was a good move for you? I do think it was a good move. And, and like I said, it was more importantly, it was a good move for my kids. And, and while it was very difficult for me to walk away from it, because it's really fun to be a part of a high school program, I also know it was a lot healthier for their development. And who knows? You know, they, there's, there's years to come that they'll be out of the house and you might want to maybe want to join Coach Norris and, and uh, have some fun with that. Hey, if you need more information, if you live out in the Grafton area, and you need more information, you want their philosophy, their mission statement, the teams they have, the information on the Gladiators and, and, and how they go about it. In fact, you can t- look at the history of this program. Um, you can go online and, and get the, the go right to the parents thing. There's concussion uh, information there. Uh, when in doubt, they sit them out. And there's also... Um, the, the whole uh, there there is a a a piece of uh, an article there and information about what is expected as a parent in 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 this Grafton uh, program and I think it's important that you know take a look at that and if you have a son that has some interest you know early on in playing football and you live in the Grafton area this uh, website gets you a lot of information gets you very comfortable with the people and what they're doing and again what their mission statement is for Grafton youth football. So, Hey, real quick, before we let you go, you're, you're playing golf with your son. So um, what's your son's first name? Owen. So Owen is heading out to, uh, he's going to North Carolina to um, what, what college in North Carolina? Uh, Wingate university. Owen, how you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. So here's the deal. Owen, your dad talked a little smack that you have not beaten him in golf. And this is your last chance as a high school kid because you haven't started your college career yet. And I told your dad that I'm going to get uh, you're going to send me your address. And if you beat him today, I'm going to send you a twenty dollar bill. So, okay. you, you know what? You get in his head and, and 20 bucks on 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 uh, on campus. That gets you a couple of meals. So yeah, I, you've 
Yeah, just a few. So you make sure that you take care of your business today. Hit him long, hit him straight. You want to get in his head a little bit. You know, he's man. He's a South Milwaukee guy, Owen. That he's he's weak mentally. If he, you know, I'm just kidding. For all you South Milwaukee people, I'm just kidding. How close have you been, Owen, to beating him? Um, the closest I've come to is probably I've lost by one stroke multiple times on the last two holes. Oh man. Well, you know what? It is time. It is time. And I'll tell you this, talking to him, he's, he wants to send you to Wingate with one more loss. He is not missing a putt on purpose. There's no, there's none of that going on. He wants you to get on that plane or get in the car, get to Wingate with one more loss to your dad on the golf course. So he's taking this pretty seriously, just so you know. Oh, yeah, I know. a boy. Hey, Owen, what are you going to study at Wingate? Do you know yet? Uh, I'm going for a major in athletic training with a minor in management. Man, good for you. Hey, congratulations. I, I can tell you, Owen, that um, you know your class, I think, is going to be able to come back in five years to Grafton and say, look, we started this. This is what we started, and you're going to feel really good about where that program is. Um, is going to go from here. And, and I think that your class had a lot to do with that. So congratulations with that. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Hey, as I told your dad, that first really cute blonde from Wingate, when she, if she turns you down for you know going to have a cup of coffee, don't worry about it. Just look over her shoulder. There's going to be 15 more pretty girls on, from North Carolina at Wingate that you could just walk up to and ask them to go have coffee. So don't take that first rejection harshly, all right? All right. You got it. Owen, it's uh, good to meet you. And make sure that uh, you don't have to beat them by a lot, but just beat them by one stroke, and I'll send you that 20. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Andy, thanks a lot. I appreciate your willingness to come on today. No, thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, we really appreciate everything you do for all the youth sports in uh, in the area. Hey, last question. When you're putting and you're just about to hit the ball, are you looking at the hole? Are you looking at the ball? Are you looking at your back? Like, where, where, where are your eyes when you're doing that? <laughs> Mine are down on the ball because I like to hear the ball go into the hole. And uh, the thing that, uh, you know, he's going to hear today, Mike, is I taught him everything that he knows, but I didn't teach him everything that I know. You know, uh, young Owen, I've got a feeling that uh, Andy's going to hit a couple to the right. He's going to hit a couple to the left. If he throws his club or slams his club down, young man, you got him. Put your foot on his throat and finish this thing. I'm going to send you that 20, Owen. Boys, thanks a lot. Have a great day. We're going to get to a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Mike Miller, Muskego Warriors Youth Baseball Program. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I want to thank Andy and Owen, uh, talking Grafton Youth Football. That was fun. And if they're still listening, Owen, time to get in the kitchen, rattle some canned goods, man. Get in, get in Andy's head. You keep talking trash. That's awesome. Our next guest is Mike Miller from Muskego Warriors uh, Youth Baseball. Hey, Mike, thanks a lot for coming. Miss your time. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? 
I'm doing good. Hey, let's talk a little bit about what COVID has done um, to, to Muskego Warriors Youth Baseball. What? How many adjustments did you guys have to make? Did you guys get a chance to play much baseball this year? And uh, talk a little bit about how you think um, this summer went for you guys. Um, probably at the end of May, uh, we had to come up with a decision how we were going to uh, go forward with the season. Uh, they opened up uh, the league uh, to do what we would want. Uh, we could play as many games as we wanted from June 1st to um, middle of July, August 1st, August 15th. Uh, we decided that we would start June 1st and go till August 1st. Uh, some of the kids on our football, our, uh, on our baseball team play tackle football, and that usually starts around August 1st. Um, so once we decided that we were going to do this, we made plans to start practice. I think we practiced nine times in 14 days. Um, okay. I made sure that it was all right with the parents. Uh, we talked about what we were going to do to try to keep the kids safe. Uh, number one was try to be outside as much as possible. Uh, with baseball, it's kind of easier to do the spacing. I'm fortunate enough to have several coaches on my staff so we could split the kids up and work as we needed um, to keep the social distancing. If it did rain, um, we would go inside, and usually we have an hour-and-a-half slot in our facility and I would have six kids come in at a time uh, with three coaches, and then we would make sure that the kids uh, sanitized their uh, hands before they practiced, after they practiced. Um, we bought some disinfectant spray to spray inside their gloves and their helmets. Um, it, it was weird, I'll be honest with you. At first, the kids, uh, they almost seemed like deer in headlights. Uh, you could tell they were kind of scared of the situation um i'd say half of them uh, sure. a couple of the parents were still a little worried about what could happen and um i think they also saw that their children were at home and acting different from being uh isolated for a month or two and uh they said that some of them were having uh they're being quiet uh getting angry but after two or three weeks of playing baseball they said they were back to normal and it was Perfect. great to hear that um, it was, uh, we had to try to reschedule some of the games that we missed in May and, uh, we ended up getting 26 games in and four wow. scrimmages. So Boy, that's it was a, a good, season. good for, yeah, good for you guys. Hey Mike, are there things, um, that, that you guys learned that you learned in your organization, uh, the, uh, Muskegon Warriors Youth Baseball Program learned during this time that even if everything comes back to normal one day, you might utilize some of the things that you guys were doing during this time and continue doing that? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, this, I mean, just as in society as a whole, just with the sanitizing, I mean, sure. uh, it, it was really good to see that the kids, like I bought a gallon of hand sanitizer and we always put it like right at the door of the facility. And, uh, or inside our dugout, and the kids were very good at using it right away. And then at the end, um, funny story right at the beginning of the season, uh, I researched this spray that they used inside, like boxing gloves and things like that. So we used it inside kids' uh, baseball gloves and inside the catcher's gear. <laughs> One of the first uh, games uh, we sprayed after our first uh, catcher, and uh, 
inside the helmet and put it on the other catcher. And the catcher was like, coach, my head's burning. My head's burning. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, that's good. It's working. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, I guess that was the biggest thing, just making sure that we stay sanitized. But I mean, you know, I tried to separate the kids as much as possible in groups so that they get more reps. And so that kind of helped with the the social distancing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just things like that. The tournaments and the games, uh, both would use um, one team would have two or three baseballs that they would have to kind of rotate in and out, and then the other team had their two or three baseballs. Um, I don't know if that will keep going uh, that way in the future. So, we, are ta- we'll we are talking with Mike Miller uh, from Muskego Warriors uh, Youth Baseball, uh, and and Mike, it, it's interesting because when you br- now all of a sudden you're breaking up into smaller groups and 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 kids are getting you know more coaching. I think that's something too that and and I don't know if that's how you guys did it before COVID, but I think some of these youth programs see that as a true just a really good benefit to say, hey, look. We don't have to have half half our guys standing off to the side somewhere. Let's break up into small groups and let's make sure that everybody's rotating through. We're stay, we're keeping social distance, but we're getting a lot of work in. Oh, absolutely. I've I've always been that way with uh, my teams. Um, I don't like seeing kids stand around. Um, so, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to have six or seven coaches on my staff. We've got eleven kids on the team, so it's like oh my one goodness. or two kids for a coach. So it's it's awesome. Um, you know, we'll break up and do half the half the session of uh, fielding, and like I said, we can do several drills, and then we go into hitting and you know do a couple different type of uh, hitting drills off the tees, and then soft toss, and then we get into the cages where me and another coach pitch live to them. So they get lots of reps in our practices. Hey, do do you have uh, do you have a son? You have a son, Jackson, that that plays, correct? Yes. And um, are most of the other coaches on, on your squad, uh, on your team, do they have kids that are playing as well? Yes. Yep. How, is, that, is that a good combination for you guys that works out okay? Yeah, it works all right. I mean, obviously, I think it's kind of human nature to kind of focus on your son more at times and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, one of the things I started talking to about at the coaches this year is about, you know, going forward, you know, don't say anything to your child. It's got to be right. kind of about everybody else. We'll have the other coaches kind of say things. You know what I mean? So, again, it, it's a learning process. This is our second year in it, and uh, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I tell the parents all the time, I have an outstanding group of kids, uh, great support from the coaches, the parents, uh, very special group. So I'm very, uh, very happy. It makes it, uh, it, makes it fun from – January 1st until August 1st. And they actually now with maybe tackle football not being played and some other fall sports, they want to play fall baseball this year. And uh, so we just signed up for that. So it's going to keep going. There you go. Well, the uh, the athletic director for Muskego is my co-host on my next show. And I don't know if how happy he'll be to hear that, but I'll uh, I'll talk to him about it because Ryan McMillan is uh, at heart a football coach, and and certainly Coach Krause wants as many kids out there playing. And I don't know what the youth football is going to look like. Uh, I I really don't. I know that there's some areas that are pushing it back a little bit and trying to mirror closer to the high school uh, part of it, but. Well, I'll tell you, if the kids get a chance to play fall baseball and it gets back to normal a little bit, good uh, good for them. Hey, Mike, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. 
uh, your time. And, and you can Google or go to MuskegaWarriors.org if you want more information on this baseball program. And it, uh, I tell you, on the front page, it gives you an idea on, on kind of what their goal is and what sets them apart and what makes them different. And you can go online to to read that again, Muskega Warriors Youth Baseball Organization. Mike, I really appreciate uh, your time. Thank you very much. We're going to get to a break and talk to Craig Glitch. Um, Craig Glitch, after he's also with Muskego Warrior Baseball, and I feel kind of bad for him. Mike, be honest with you, Cooperstown is something you guys do, and they had to, um, they had to cancel that for Muskego this year. And we'll talk to Craig about that and a little bit more about this Muskego Warriors Youth Baseball Program on the other side of the break. This is the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're talking Muskego Warrior Baseball. And our next guest to finish the show, he is Craig Glitch. Hey, Craig, how are you today? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey, I wanted to have you on to, to say, look, I, I know that you guys always uh, do the Cooperstown thing, and that thing got canceled uh, this year. And, and, boy, I feel bad for you and your, your staff and your players. How, did, uh, how are they doing with all that? I mean, yeah, ultimately, I mean, the, the biggest disappointment is for the kids not being yeah. able to have that experience. But um, I think ultimately we made the adjustments as, as well as we could. Uh, I mean, luckily we found out early. I mean, we found out probably in, in March when it was going to be canceled. So we were able to make some adjustments and add some tournaments and stuff like that. But I would say overall the boys handle it, you know, as well as you probably expect them to handle it. Hey, how long have you been part of, of uh, Warrior Baseball? I've been a part of uh, Warrior Baseball since the U8 season. So now it'll be this will be I'll be U13 coach next year. So that'll what five years it'll be. Yeah, and uh, it's a program that uh, that you're proud to be a part of. Yes. Yeah, it's having a community-based program. I mean, I think those are are starting to struggle to to. to to continue with uh, all the academies and things like that. I think if you can provide a good facility, good coaching, I think you'll be able to continue to develop players. And I think parents realize that when, when they have some good coaches and, and a good program, they stick with it instead of um, going elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. How was, uh, how was it coaching Ty? You guys get along okay during the baseball season? <laughs> well, um it's always a interesting <laughs> dynamic being the coach's kid. Um, yep. Sometimes uh, I, I would probably get on him for some for things that he probably didn't even do, just because he's the coach's kid. It's a um, teaching moment. But, teaching moment. Yeah, you it's bet. a teaching moment, and and sometimes uh, it was a teaching moment for other kids that uh, that Ty had to basically get the brunt of. But I mean, for the most part, it it, it was a very smooth season for Ty and I. Um, each year I'm getting to learn more and more on how he reacts along with all the other kids on how they react and in different scenarios. So it's one of those things where you just, um, you take each moment as you can and, and uh, do the best with it. Hey Craig, how much do you guys ha- have any tie into the high school at all? Or are you a standalone alone program? Well, we are technically not tied into the high school. Um, we would like to be, we would like to have, 
you know, the, the coaches from the high school really be involved with our program and kind of uh, really show us what do you want us to have these kids be ready for when they get to high school. Um, I think a lot of the coaches that have come through the Warrior program, um, they've been very talented and they've gotten the kids ready for the high school. So I would say ultimately we are a feeder program to the high school. Um, but I, I would really like to see, you know, the high school kids, hey, do a camp with these kids because sometimes – you know, especially U12, U11, some of these kids will look up to the high school kids really more than they will, you know, some of their parents or even for Ty, for myself, hearing hearing something different from somebody else would be would be great. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, and I know there's you guys compete. There's there's a couple of programs in Muskego, correct? Yes. So it's I think it's hard. And I think, you know, if they choose one, and not the other, and, and I don't know that for a fact, but that's just my, my thought on on it. Um, what kind of success did you guys have this year? Did you have a good year? So we, our, our team itself, we decided to make a change, and we left one the one league we were in, and we went to the WBA just to, I really wanted to challenge the boys this year. Um, a lot of the teams we played, there was maybe a couple other community-based teams, but all the other teams we played in our league uh, were actually – academy teams, whether it was Sticks or GRB or Bruce mm. State. Um, and it was just something that I, I kind of set the expectations with the parents and the kids is, hey, this is going to be a new challenge, and, and we're just going to take each game as we can. And I, I couldn't have been more proud of how the boys reacted and how they responded to the season. Um, we actually ended up winning the league, um, wow. which was something that, uh, again, not something – was not one of our expectations going into the season, but it was something, like I said, the boys really responded well and, and really played uh, well in the league. MuskegoWarriors.org. If you want more information on this baseball organization, do you have to live in Muskego, or can you be in that area and be part of the Warriors? So for us to remain competitive, uh, we drop that. So you do not have to live in Muskego. Um, you can try out, and, and if you live outside of the, of the community, so um, th- that has been lifted. So we uh, we will take anybody uh, that is willing to try out and and see what uh, see what they can do. Craig, are you a Muskego guy? Did you go to that high school, or where are you from? I'm I I am from Green Bay, the Green Bay area. I went to Ashwaubenon High School, so my wife is from Muskego. That's how we ended up back here. But um, yeah, I am. I am not from Muskego. That's all right. You're you're a Packer fan. Uh, you're a cheesehead. That's the key, Craig. That that is the key. Yes. Out of uh, I grew up. I mean, I grew up uh, two blocks from the stadium. But I will tell you, I'm more of a Brewer fan than I am a Packers fan. Well, that's all right. Hey, I'm I'm glad to see Yelich hit that one last night. I thought I, that was a good win for them last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wish they would have gotten some more guys around Yelich this year, but. Um, once he gets on track, I think you'll see the Brewers start playing better. But, um, yeah, it was nice to see him get, get that one last night. Yeah, look, if he if he gets on track, you know, they're careful with the guy in front of him and they're, you know, careful with the guy behind him because he's normally going to be on base. And so I think that makes such a such a big difference. Hey, when uh, when you when you're if, if this was a normal year other than Cooperstown, would you guys travel? Um, throughout Wisconsin, or do you stay mostly in, in the uh, southeast Wisconsin to play? I would say primarily we stay in southeast Wisconsin. We usually do a tournament in the Dells. That's probably another, if you want to say, travel tournament. But um, 
we try to stay kind of local just because it's easier with the parents. Cause you know, obviously parents have other kids too, and sure. it's difficult to kind of make that commitment to having a bunch of overnight tournaments over the weekend. You know, when, when I was coaching, um, uh, Craig, when I was coaching my son in AU basketball, now he's married and he's got his own son, Liam, little Liam, Michael McGivern is one years old. And when he sees guys that that he played AAU basketball with, they never talk about, hey, we won this tournament, we won that tournament. They talk about, you remember when we threw Matthew in the pool and you got real mad at us? Or remember how good that pizza was at that place in, you know, in Ohio, that kind of stuff. So, you know, th- those were really fun days. If you get a chance to go to the Dells and do that with them, um, certainly do that. So, hey, Craig, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And next time I have Jan, we'll have more time to talk about your background and talk about this Muskego Warriors Youth Baseball Organization. Uh, but I really appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. No, thanks for having me. Have a, have a great weekend as well. Yeah, you bet. He is Craig Glish. Uh, Muskego Warriors Baseball again, uh, MuskegoWarriors.org. Thanks for listening. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.